it yesterday. We mm-hmm. saw this story about uh, Detroit-themed pizza at this place called Lions and Tigers and Squares. Oh, my. Right? Doesn't it sound great? Love the name <laughs> of it. And uh, it's actually Lions and Tigers and Squares Detroit Pizza. Recently opened. Not in our area, though, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But if you go to New York City, it's like a little taste of home. Because that's where it opened, inspired by Detroit pizza. Uh, this is gonna uh, this is gonna be a tough sell in, in New York City because I used to live there. Until they, they try it. Well, that's the thing is they believe <laughs> New York pizza is the best on earth. So wait till they get a hold of this. Francis Garcia, <laughs> co-owner, Lions, Tigers, and Squares in New York City on the line with us. Francis, good morning. Good morning, everybody in Detroit. How you doing? <laughs> we're How doing, doing great. Okay, How we're you gonna... doing, Francis? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. All right. all right, Francis, when we hear the accent, I have to think, I don't think you're from Detroit, but you were inspired by the pizza in Detroit. That's right? I'm not from Detroit, but I'm, I was inspired by it, and I fell in love with it. All right. Now, Francis, I used to live I used to live in New York, and New Yorkers are very, very picky about their pizza. They, they believe New York pizza, first of all, is the best pizza on earth. <laughs> to try to tell them anything different, you're going to get yourself in an argument. Forget about it, right? So here you are. You come in. Forget about it. You forget about it. Now you got a square pizza from Detroit. How are you going to sell that to New Yorkers? You know, all we had to do was open the doors and turn the lights on, and they're banging them down. You know, they walk. <laughs> Detroit pizza is definitely a thing in New York City right now. I mean, there's a lot of places that become wildly popular that sell it. Detroit pizza is one of the most underrated and unknown styles of pizza, in my personal opinion. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really happy to be part of the whole Detroit pizza movement. And it's, you know, it's, it's very different. You know, that Wisconsin brick cheese is a total game changer. It's nothing like the cheeses that we use you know, over here in New York. The hardest part for me was sourcing that cheese. And, you know, now that we've secured it and we got it, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's delicious. All right, did, it. take me back, if you will, because you were visiting our area, right? And I believe you went to, to Buddy's Pizza, and that's where you said, wait a minute, what is this? I love it. Yep. Uh, probably about uh, five, about four or five years ago, we had a show on Cooking Channel. At the time, it was called Pizza Cuz. And we got to spend the day with the guys from Buddy's. Uh, you know, we we made the dough with them. We, made, we cut the cheese. We made the sauce. We had a we had a ball, and uh, that's when we really <laughs> fell in love with the style. A buddy of mine, a guy that I have a, a chain of pizzerias in New York called Artichoke, and yeah. we sell New York style pizza. And one of the guys that opened it with me back in '08, he moved to Detroit in 2010. His dad passed, and he went out there and he bought a house and he bought a pizzeria. He bought a Jets pizza, and he tried to make it a New York style pizzeria. It didn't work out. No. Nope. Started working for all the pizzerias out there, and you know, of course, we're in touch. And you know, I went out there and hung out with him, and he just got super into the culture. And you know, together we. You know, we, we developed the recipes, and, you know, here we are. Right. My name is Angelo of the Senate. I just want to say good morning to Angelo of the Senate. He's in Flint. Oh, great. Yo, Angelo, okay, so uh, in New York, obviously, you buy the, buy the slice. So, so how are you convincing people to buy it by the square? I tell them that slices by the pie. You know, you come in, you buy the whole pie. It's a small square. You know, you get the whole thing. We cut it into four corners. <laughs> Eat half now, take the other half home. Nothing better than leftover pizza. You know what people are doing? They're coming in. They're going, hey, you want to split one? And then, you know, you got strangers, and they're standing next to each other, and they're eating pizza together. It's awesome. <laughs> Detroit pizza they're eating together. Where are you located? Yeah, if we're Detroit pizza. We're in Chelsea on the corner of 23rd and 8th Avenue. All right. I'm stopping by. Next time I'm in New York, Francis Garcia, co-owner, <laughs> Lions, Tigers, and Squares in New York City. Thanks so much. Good luck. I know you won't need it, though. <laughs> All right. So now now we, we, we're talking about the square pizza. Yeah. I was uh, fascinated to learn that where the, the square pizza comes from. Who invented it? We have the inventor of the square pizza on the phone. Well, his daughter, I believe, exactly. right? Marie. A cloverleaf pizza. Marie, where? Easterby. Hi, Marie. How you doing? Hi. 
So your dad invented the square pizza? Seriously? Your dad invented the square pizza? Really? Yes, yes, he did. Um, it'll be 72 years ago that he invented it. How about that? And you're still serving it, right? Tell us about Cloverleaf for people who are not familiar with it. Sure. I'm co-owner with my brother Jack at our Cloverleaf restaurant in East Point. And we've been in business since 1953, but our slice of Detroit pizza history dates back to 1946 in Detroit. Uh, my dad, Gus Guerra, purchased a bar in Detroit in 1944, and our uncle named it Buddy's Rendezvous. Hmm. And dad realized he wasn't making enough money with just a bar, so in 1946, they decided to add food. And my grandma, are you ready for this? Yeah. Crucifisa Pasalacqua. Say that fast. Taught dad how to make her Sicilian pizza recipe. And Dad would like to go to the hardware store. He was a tinkerer. Okay. And he was handy. So he found these rectangular-shaped pans, and he decided to get some of those, and he stretched the Sicilian-style dough into these auto part trays. <laughs> he topped it with cheese and tomato sauce and baked it. And it was put into a square-oiled pan, first huh. cheese right to the edges. Then the other toppings were pressed into the dough, then topped with sauce. See, we sauce it on the top. It's a saying on our T-shirts. Yeah. And uh, his customers would bring him different items to cut up and put on their pizza. You know, one guy would come in and say, hey, Gus, here's some green peppers. Can you throw it on the pizza, chop it up? Onions, things like that. And over the years, we heard from our folks that a lot of people liked it right from the start. Yeah. Um, Back then, there was a lot of fish and chip places. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, after the war, and my father wanted to do something a little non-traditional, and people said it was 100% better than a sandwich because it filled them up, and you <laughs> could feed your family with it. Well, and it has all the food groups we've always said about pizza. Right. That's why I like cold pizza for breakfast, right? Do you? <laughs> I do. Uh, Were there fist fights in the streets when you came up with a square pizza? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but you guys were the square pizza even before Buddy. So Cloverleaf, you, you still are doing great business. Um, and others have, have kind of copied your successful recipe, so to speak, with the square pizzas through the years. So, hey, thanks so much for joining us and telling us a little bit of the history of square pizza. We do so, appreciate it. And Diane, I'd like to just say it's like an overnight 72-year success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? hey, Marie, for thank sure. you so very much. All I can tell you right now is I'm really hungry. Yeah. It's Mornings with Stephen Clark and Joanne Burton. 313-298-1043.